Hey mamas, this is Rachel again. We are back doing our wisdom framework and we are on O, W-I-S-D-O for Oops, I Did It Again Roadmap for Handling Mess-Ups, Apologies, and Hurt Feelings. So this is something that's so important important in parenting, well, and in life, I guess, because we mess up. We're just going to mess up. That's what's going to happen. And it's especially important in, for, in parenting, well, from two aspects. One, because it, it is going to be restorative to the relationship and great for your child to go back whenever you've messed up after doing something like, I don't know, not paying attention, being distracted, yelling, screaming, whatever. It's also really good for you because it helps you. Do-overs are kind of like a, a, a an opportunity to redo something. It gets rid of our guilt. It helps us redirect. It helps us create new pathways for doing the things that we want to do in a better way. Because after we've messed it up, instead of just being like, I'll do better next time, you know, we actually can practice doing it better, quote, the way we want to do it. And it helps set that pathway for next time. And kids are really so forgiving. They are so ready to adapt. They are so ready to change. Now, if we're doing the same thing that's horrible over and over again, you know, even then though, okay, I'm not, clearly I'm not defending that, okay. But even then kids are willing to forgive. It really, kids just have this childlikeness, this love. They are, so especially if it's something like yelling or getting frustrated, they really will understand and they do forgive. So instead of just sort of burying, you know, say something happens and we yell, Instead of sort of just burying that and being like, I'm going to do better. I'm a horrible mom. It's fine. I'm going to do better. I'm not going to yell again. I'm not going to yell again. It's never. And pretending it didn't happen. We're actually just going to go back and say, oh, you know, I want to revisit that. I'll, then I'll tell you how to do to do's um, or do overs later on. And I have a YouTube video on that as well that I can share. But it's actually, if you just go on my YouTube, a mother far from home do over, you'll find it there. So it, but it's, it is helpful for us because they they can forgive, they can see what it's like, and we can just sort of replay it. So if you feel like you do something and you wish you would not have done it that way, what I want to encourage you to do for the next week is to just have do-overs, even if the do-over is just saying something different, okay? So, and you can do them right then, okay? So when to do a do-over? Well, I guess let me just, let me just say what a do-over is so I don't keep going on and on in case you've never heard me talk about it and then it'll make you feel angsty because you don't know what I mean. A do-over is when we just kind of go back with our kid and do the situation over, okay? It's as simple as it sounds. So if I yell, if the kids have made a big mess or if I have said clean up and they didn't clean up and then I yell at them like, clean up! I said to clean up, you never do, okay? And then the kids are all like, oh, and then we're like, I'm a horrible mom, it's fun, it's, you know, whatever, okay. So then what you can do, you can do an immediate do-over. You can even say, oh, I yelled. Oh no, I hate when I yell. I know y'all do too. Let me try that again. Okay, kids. Now we're going to whatever. Then they understand you've kind of placed what happened in a certain box. I lost my temper. I got frustrated, but I don't like yelling. So I'm going to redo it. That's basically all it is. Or I've now had it before with um, my, uh, like a child come up and try to give me a bid. You know, they're trying to tell me something, but they're just kind of like skirting around it and they're not saying much. And I'm like, yeah, okay, babe. All right. Sounds good. And then they go off. And then like a few hours later, I'm like, wait, I think he was trying to tell me something huh, just had that feeling, you know? So I go back, I call my son over. Okay. My, this particular son was Judah. Okay, Judah, you know, when you came and you said this to me, I'm wondering if there's more to the story. I, I really think I didn't dig in deep like I would like to do. Am I missing something? Is there more you want to say? Boom. 
there was. So that's also a do-over. You're literally just redoing in the way you wish you would have done it or in the way you think might be better now. It is as simple as that. It is not rocket science and there are not rules. Okay. So now we can have a do-over right after we did something we wish we wouldn't have done. Or like I just said, it might be hours later, it might be days, it might be a week later. Whenever it comes up in your mind, this is like your brain, your body, your spirit signaling you, oh, we need to do something about this. And so that is then the perfect time to make it happen. Now, if you remember in your child, say, asleep or somewhere else, then even make a note. I often will make a note talk to child about this, redo this. And then it's like it heals. It's almost like it heals. Say you get a cut and you know, that, well, I don't know if this metaphor is going to stand. I just wanted to say, it's almost like it, it heals more cleanly instead of it just covering over and being moved on. Okay. It also helps a child learn your modeling, maybe, um, forgiveness. Maybe you're modeling saying you're sorry. Maybe you're modeling self-awareness because you're like, when things, to use my other example, whenever I'm busy doing something else, I'm just not always thinking. And then if you, you came up and talked to me and I just honestly wasn't deep thinking about it, I really wasn't. And then when I had a chance to, I did, you know, so you're also helping your kids. Cause yes, yeah, sometimes they don't maybe have the verbiage to come right out and tell you, but, uh, but they can learn that. And it's also learning to ask for what you want and for your needs or saying, I really need to talk now. So it's a learning experience for everybody and it normalizes making mistakes and then fixing them after you've made them. And this is a huge thing that kids need to see because it's not good for kids. Moms who think they should always be perfect and kind of hate that they're not perfect, but still want to present a perfect image can often raise kids who think it's just horrible to make a mistake and they can just feel very like it's never okay. So modeling this type of, Ooh, I make, I messed up is just great for them. So, and I want to say that whenever we're having these now in, in a huge primary reason I encourage them so much is because they heal a lot of the mom guilt they heal so much mom guilt and mom shame. They're very healing for moms, but it can take a while to flex those muscles. It's not natural. It's actually much more, it's much easier to just bury something on a rug and keep moving and be like, okay, good. Move past that. Done. Um, and so it actually takes a little bit more time to, to, to make it be natural. Right. And it takes some humility. And it takes a tender heart. So it can be, depending on your personality, it can be hard to admit that you screwed up. It can be hard to go back to. And some moms find it very easy. Some moms who kind of maybe are are more just soft and gentle, you know, maybe they always think they're wrong anyway. It can be pretty easy to go and be like, I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. You know, because maybe you're more, you know, if you feel upset and traumatized, you're more of a peacekeeper. You might even fall into people like, I'll do whatever you want. Just forgive me. You know, if that's your more of your type of personality, then it'll be easier to do a do over. Right. And so, but even in a do over, you don't want to go and just be like, I'm so sorry. I ruined your life. It's not about that. It's more this neutral nonchalant, you know, we're going to do this over. I really did not do it the way I would have wanted to. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. Let's do this over. Not like a fawning, begging them to forgive you type of thing. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about here. But if you're more of a straight talker or you're more harsh or brash, or, you know, I, I would identify myself in this category. It can be harder. It can be, it can take a while to admit that you're wrong. Um, or I would say, it, depending on where you're at in life, 
once I got to a place where I was freely able to admit I was wrong, I've never gone back. Okay. But it can take a bit of practice, but it is actually very healing in ourselves when we can also do that because in motherhood, we're going to make mistakes. And if we have this thing that's like, I can never be wrong or I can never admit I'm wrong. We actually get kind of internally tortured every time we do something wrong. Whenever we're able to say, oh, I make mistakes because I'm human. That's what happens. It's actually impossible to be perfect. And when I make mistakes, I have a tool that I can fix them. It's like it takes some of that weight off. It takes some of that pressure off and we're able to just be like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can. And then when I jack it up, I'm going to go try to fix it. And that's just being a healthy human. So of course we know moms are very good at like berating ourselves. We're so good at that, right? So this is what I want you to do this upcoming week when we're thinking about do-overs is if you start to feel guilty or you start to feel like you're, you know, going to lecture yourself or drop into some, a shame swirl, like we talked about in the last episode, the S of the uh, wisdom framework, I want you to take that energy and let it lead you to a do over. So I heard somebody say the other day, and I think it was a quote from someone who I don't remember. So forgive me, but it said the problem can often be the solution. And so it's like the problem can lead you to the solution. So, I mean, that sounds pretty basic, but I'm thinking of something like if I'm feeling guilty because I yelled, the problem now is I'm feeling this feeling of guilt. I'm feeling it, right? So that's what the, yeah, it was a problem that I yelled, but that already happened. But now what's happening is this feeling of like guilt and shame and angst and look. So this problem can lead me to the solution. And in this case, of course, what I'm talking about here, the solution would be a do-over. So it leads me to that. I'm feeling this. So now I'm going to go do that. I'm going to redo it. And a do-over is not just, I'm sorry, I did that. It is, let's try that again. And so then it it's like it creates opportunity to do the situation again in a new way. It's not just forgive me. It's let's do that again. Um, when, you know, say you're going to, I don't know, clip your child's fingernails and they're like screaming and screaming and screaming and you're just kind of getting really mad and frustrated and just like kind of manhandling them a little bit to get them, you know, whatever. Let's try that again. Let's do this calm. I got frustrated with you because you wouldn't just do what I needed you to do, but let's try that again. You were nervous. I was agitated. Let's give it a whirl, right? It's not just laying down on the ground and begging. It's actually trying to redo what happened. Or if it's a talk, this is much easier. Sometimes, of course, you're past it and the the do-over can be in word only. It can be, you know, using the fingernail solution, the fingernail situation. It could be a day or two later, you know, when I was cutting your fingernails and I was just kind of like manhandling you there a little bit because I was frustrated. I don't really want to do that. And I know that you don't like that. So, you know, what I wish I would have done is this and then let it be. What do you wish would have happened or whatever? And then, okay. So it's kind of like revisiting is reliving a little bit and that, that uh, can help. So I want you to think about when you're feeling that problem, that, that angsty oh, I feel bad energy, letting that lead you in this case to the solution, which would be a do-over. So, and the reason I love these is because, and this is going to be a shorter podcast because I'm already, I mean, I'm just getting to the point and I have a video as well that I'll send you. Again, it's the do-over to Mother Far From Home on the YouTube, but just to give you some more examples, but this helps us repair the, it's like almost like one of those things that helps multiple things, kind of like I've used that example before, but kind of like how exercise does many, many different things. You can't even isolate if it just did one thing. So it's similar. The the do-over helps repair the relationship and it helps us feel bad 
and it teaches our kids life skills and it gives them a chance to see us in action just being human. It just does so many things. So I want to encourage you this week to to practice it, to just get in the habit of it. Let it be a natural, normal thing because it's actually an extremely useful tool that will help you be able to put your guilt somewhere or put your bad feelings somewhere. It will help you. It's a tool to help repair, um, you know, mend it. It's just, it's, it's just really important. And I think once you've done it a few times and you see that it worked, you're really going to love it. So it's, yeah, essentially, like I said, I have a couple examples of my own. It's just repeating a situation that happened thinking, I wish it would have gone a different way. So you can even say, can I have a do over? I like to even use the word do over, you know, let's have a do over because it do over. I mean, then it's clear, right? So you're just use a phrase that you like and just repeat that. Okay. Can we have a do over? Can I have a do over or even to your child? Would you like a do over? Um, kind of make it a normal verbiage part of your family. So I have an example that I am very triggered by mess. And I actually just need to one day sit down for ever how many long it takes hours to dig through and why I'm so bothered by a mess. I need to do that actually, but I haven't done that yet. Partly because I'm worried if I decide I don't like a mess, the house will become messy. So this is welcome into my head. But I do, I, I don't mind occasion. I don't mind some clutter here and there that's lived in. But once it crosses whatever line is in my head, I really, really get triggered. I get agitated. I'm emotionally flooded and I can't remain calm. So if I come up, it's worse when I come upon a mess I wasn't expecting, you know, like there's a corner of the house I hadn't seen and I go in that corner of the house and now I'm having like heart palpitations and an eye twitch because I had not expected that mess. So one time this happened and I was like, this is a massive mess. You guys are so disgusting. I come over here and that, you know, whatever. It, I didn't, it only lasted probably like a few more phrases after that. But I said, you guys are disgusting. You know, and then I felt bad because I thought, okay, <laughs> they're actually not disgusting. They're currently clean, but this mess is disgusting to me and it's repulsive to me. And it does all these things, which is just whatever, who knows, this is my own issue. So now I need to redo. So I said, it was very quickly after this. I was like, okay, all right, I'm calming down now. I'd like to redo and say something that's very obvious, which is that you are not disgusting. And I don't, didn't make it that heavy. I'm not like begging, you know, cause ki kids understand they yell and scream crazy stuff too. Okay. So they're like ready for you to admit it. Right. I was like, you're clearly not disgusting. <laughs> you know, I just messes make me quite stressed. I just, I hate them. I hate a big mess and we just got to clean it up. So let's clean it up kids. And then one of my son's like, yeah, you said we were disgusting. I was like, I know. Isn't that crazy? You're not even disgusting. You're clean right now. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then like, I could just feel the heaviness kind of lift off of them. Like it, it was, it was heavy on them when I said they were disgusting. And then whenever I was like, obviously you're not, I just lost and said, so I'm dumb. Then it just fell off them. They're like, yeah, that was, <laughs> we're not, but yes, it is a mess. Okay. We'll clean it. And then they hopped too. I didn't have lingering guilt after this. I didn't have lingering like I'm a horrible mom. They didn't have lingering. She thinks we're disgusting. It just, we just resolved it and moved on. Okay. And so I encourage you that this is part of the beauty of a, of a do-over. So for me, my homework in this case might be, I probably do need to just go sit down and figure it out. Um, what it means, what I think a mess means about me. Obviously I think a mess or Maybe I think a mess is going to be more work for me or more stress for me. And anything that feels stressful to me, I'm like, ah, who did that? It's your fault. Um, but I have another example. Um, and so I have one child who does spill a lot. 
He is, is very hands-on. He's very good with his hands. He's my child that will just, if something comes in the mail that needs to be built, even from like when he was like seven, he would just build it. He was, he would like pressure wash. I mean, I don't even know if that's safe now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, I was like, get my editor to delete this, but I'm not sending this to my editor. So anyway, um, he would build lots of things. Like when he was like three, he's taken apart a noise machine in his room with a screwdriver. You know what I'm saying? This Okay. So he's just hands-on move. He wants to touch everything. He wants to see how everything works. So it results in a lot of spills or a lot of just moving and shaking and breaking much more than the other kids. He's just putting his hands on everything. And so one time I was, you know, irritable and was feeling stressed and he spilled something and he just kind of, you know, he just acted fast. He just did it and he spilled it, you know? And I was just like, Oh my goodness, you spill everything all the time. Um, and so of course I felt bad after because obviously he was going to clean it up anyway. It wasn't even like I was going to clean it up. I don't know why. Anyhow, I should probably dig into this too, but there's so much we can dig into, isn't it? You know, I just, I let things come up as I come up mamas. But so I, I was like, okay. That's ridiculous. Of course, you don't always spill. Actually, 99.9% of the time, you don't spill anything. Okay, that's ridiculous. But this time you did. It made me stressed. I felt like you just weren't being very careful and I lost it. You know, let me let me just redo that. Okay, get a rag and clean that up. <laughs> okay. And then, he, you know, he's like, yes, yeah, whatever. And we talked about it and then it, it was a repair. So that's just a couple of examples of how this can, you know, work out for you, how you can use it. And it is, and I just want to say it's super normal when we're living with people that, that life pushes our buttons and we're not perfect. And if you're still stuck in the thinking, I have to be perfect. And when I'm not, so it's almost like if you think I have to be perfect, you've set up a challenge for yourself where you're continually being confronted with the fact that you have to be something you can't be. I have to be perfect, but I can't be perfect. Therefore I'm bad. I have to be perfect, but I can't be perfect. Therefore, I'm a failure. Other people are perfect, but I'm not perfect. Therefore, I'm not as good as them. You see what I mean? If you I, if you have that, come chat with me about how we can dig into that. You can probably just think about it. Well, why did I have to be perfect? What will happen if I'm not perfect? What does it mean if I'm not perfect? What's going to blow up if I'm not perfect? You know, just keep like that until you can kind of get into it because it it's very heavy to think every time you make a mistake, you've screwed everybody up. But the duo, even if that's your issue, the do-over will 100% help because you get to see after you haven't been perfect and you've gone and done it over how it's okay. So your gat and this will help you gather proof for the fact that you don't have to be perfect. And proof gathering is really a great way to have breakthroughs. So I hope this has helped. And if you have any questions, let me know.